0: Special edition of Old Fashioned Football featuring Dylan Carney. Head distiller of Savage and Cook on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot slash bet rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast. slash bet rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month and start making smarter bets
1: today. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Ocho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football.
2: Old Fashioned Football.
3: This deal right now to the pancake eating
1: mother.
2: All right, deal. Old football.
0: Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. If you're wondering who you listen to, this is J Mark. You can find me on the X at J Mark Football. And if you're wondering. Who the heck is this? Us? Well, that's us at Old Fashioned FB. Before I keep going, I gotta introduce my co-host on the pod and in life. You can find her on the X at the Mer Mark Mer. How you doing today?
3: I'm doing really good. How are it, you?
0: It is Whiskey Wednesday. Yes. Uh, hindsight, we are doing this before we actually did the interview, or so we're doing it after Whiskey I mean.
3: Tuesday to continue into Whiskey, Whiskey
0: Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, Tuesday. That doesn't work. What Thursday? thirsty Tuesday does not work. (laughs) Uh, the main point of saying that we're doing this after is that we've already delved into the whiskey and you can tell, maybe you can tell, speak for yourself, speak for yourself. (laughs) Uh, quick fantasy football update before we get going. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has to have thumb surgery. He is going about, they say they are expecting two to three weeks. This is crucial weeks. Fantasy football playoffs are almost here. So it's Zach Moss season again, just like the first four weeks of football. And he did very well the first four weeks. So I would say if Zach Moss is available in your leagues, he should be your number one waiver wire right now. Do you have anything to add to that? Just that, yes, you agree.
3: I agree. All yes. right. The dog is going crazy
0: under the desk for some reason. Um <laughs>
3: She's making her first appearance.
0: Yeah. On uh, the show. <laughs> I we, just saw her
3: tail. Which?
0: Did you? Oh. <laughs> we got a special episode today. It's gonna we be do. a lot of fun. Um obviously we already did it. We're adding this in after the fact. Uh, but it was so much fun talking to Dylan Carney. So I don't think we should yak anymore. We should get right to it, don't you?
3: Yeah, I'm excited. I've been waiting for this and let's go.
0: Let's go all right everybody if you didn't get a chance to uh quote unquote meet our guest the first time he came on our show here's a little background he does have a degree in materials science and engineering and then did brewing and distilling at harriet watt university with a focus on absinthe. from there he became the head distiller at the lost lock distillery in scotland in 2017 and then moved to become the assistant distiller at savage and cook in 2018 before moving to the head distiller at 2022 and uh been there ever since and you've also been on the show Moonshiners, Master Distillers, which we need to find if we can yes. watch that somewhere. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Dylan, welcome back to Old Fashioned Football.
3: It's so good to have you back.
1: It's a pleasure to see you guys again.
0: Absolutely. Um, we're Yeah, we're super excited and uh, yeah, excited to get into all this whiskey and, and everything. Obviously, we love whiskey. Um, you know that from talking to us before, so we're excited. Absolutely, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, it's a a pleasure to get on and share this kind of new development with you guys. Uh, We went over last time, you know, the brand we've had for a while now, uh, Mm Establish & Cook, has been a sourced product, and we may have talked a little bit about it, uh, but now I can proudly say that uh, two of the three products that we have now in our core lineup are proudly produced in-house, so our own distillate, which takes a good amount of time. I think I hinted at that last time we spoke, uh, but now it's finally ready to share with everyone. Yeah, it's
3: ab- very exciting. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And we're excited for you guys. Um, I think
0: I saw it on Instagram first that that was going to be releasing very soon. And
1: yeah, I, we were very excited as <laughs> soon as we saw that.
3: Following, <laughs> waiting. Yes, waiting. <laughs>
1: um, there, was, there was a long period where we had to be a little bit coy about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're excited to be, the the, 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 uh, the muzzle's been removed.
0: <laughs> I can talk about it now. Uh, Before we, I mean, this, I was going to say before we jumped to Savage and Cook, but this is kind of Savage and Cook. I don't think we asked last time, and I'm a little curious, what led to uh, doing absinthe at Lost Lock Distillery in Scotland to moving to Savage and Cook in California?
1: Yeah, um, somewhat involuntary. Uh, My student visa expired. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I probably would still be there, um, but... That wasn't how fate was <laughs> ordained <laughs> to be. My visa expired. Uh, it happened right around, uh, right after Brexit. I was working for okay. uh, two guys who worked in the uh, offshore oil drilling industry in Scotland, um, mm-hmm. kind of in senior positions there. And they said, uh, "Don't worry about oh, Dylan. We get international people all the time. It's fine." <laughs> but they had they had just rewritten the laws uh, where if you were going to be an international worker coming in, uh, they not only had to offer that job to a Scottish national first, you had to prove that you were offering it to them um, and trying to hire from within the country uh, before importing um, immigrants. Uh, You also had to prove it was a skilled job by having the salary be far higher than they were able to pay me at the time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, about two months before my visa expired, they had to say, "Oh, we uh, we misjudged that." <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, uh, but I'd say it worked out for the best. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've i i really fell backwards into this opportunity. Uh, didn't quite know what I was looking for when I came out here, mm-hmm. but uh, out in the Bay Area is a St. George Distillery, uh, who make one of the first absence in the U.S. Uh, post-prohibition so i knew they were here so i figured somebody would hire me to make absinthe um but no (laughs) Uh, but now i make 60 barrels of whiskey a week which i also quite enjoy uh if anyone would hire me to probably the only way to make me leave savage and cook anytime soon would be if someone wanted me to make that much absinthe in a week (laughs) but uh (laughs) but no one's clamoring for that much absinthe (laughs) no i think worldwide i could I couldn't, I, I could I could outproduce the total world demand for absinthe pretty quickly on the skills I'm working on now. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so last time you were on, you had your uh, your spritzer of absinthe. Do you
3: still carry it with I you? I do.
1: Uh, well, you've caught me in my home bar this time, so I just have a bottle with me. <laughs> oh,
2: just a bottle. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: every time I we've seen like a spritzer, we always think of you and your absinthe spritzer
0: yeah i uh i have to
1: order a new one i think i donated it to a bartender when i was in market somewhere
0: okay (laughs) we uh we were just back at my parents for the holidays and uh they showed us that they now have a spritzer for absinthe because my fantastic has rise so yeah they saw you had one he didn't i don't think they knew that was a thing that you could even get and he saw yours on our last show and he's like i gotta get
1: one yeah
3: he went out and <laughs> bought a spritzer yep
1: <laughs> like, i'll I'll have to send you a sample of the last batch that i did and i'll, oh. I'll put it in the spritzer oh. for you awesome. that'd be an extra big spritzer perhaps <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you were last on our show in april which honestly like this it feels like a lifetime ago we were talking yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's only april it was in april it wasn't last year no it was just april so how have things been for you since then i know you've been very busy what's it been yeah. like you
1: know I, 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 I did the same thing this morning I looked back and i couldn't believe <laughs> it was the same year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but no uh we uh if anything we've we've only uh we've only turned it up and do another year uh, we've continued cranking things out um i've done i did even more travel this year than i did the year past um trying to get out and spread the good Good news about the new whiskey Um, trying to move through the inventory of the old stuff and other markets um, and excited to now tell the full story to everyone it's been kind of funny to talk out of both sides of your mouth for five years talking about (laughs) well there's this local grain that we're sourcing but it's not in what I have for you today and you know, there's this yeah. local cooperage that we use, which is fantastic, but it's not the barrels that I have to pour for you today. And now it's gotten even easier just to talk about like exactly how I'm doing things because it now directly applies to the product that we have in bottle, which has been really exciting. So it's kind of like uh, the birth of your first child is a distillery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and Miranda, we got to take a quick break to, uh, to let people know if they want to uh, go down and place a bet. Where should they do that at
3: they can do that over on bet rivers as we're brought to you today by bet rivers Bet rivers is available in over 14 states plus ontario canada they have some of the best live betting markets in the space their betting menu is second to none including a ton of props depositing and withdrawing is super easy on bet rivers
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, my bet Brett Rivers play of the day is that Savage and Cook, excellent whiskey, (laughs) sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to $500. I have a article coming out. Uh, probably tomorrow or as you're listening to this, it might be today, but I have an article coming out following the trends. Go ahead and use those trends, parlay them all together. It's what I'm going to do to get a risk-free bet up to $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. You can find the article by going to the NFL page. Problem gambling? Don't we all? Call one in on gambler.
3: And then for our listeners that – didn't get to hear your first interview with us in April, um, or don't, haven't heard of Savage and Cook yet, which if you're listening to us, you definitely have heard of Savage and Cook. We talk about you often. Um, but Savage and Cook was started by Dave Finney, who is very well known in the wine industry. Also to my mother-in-law, your mom who (laughs) loves the prisoner (laughs) wine. (laughs) That is her favorite. Um, what has it been like working with Dave?
1: Um, first, I'd say that Dave's just a super generous employer. Um, If you're doing a short list of things you want in an employer, uh, he's someone who truly cares. Um, I think Dave would be the first to say that he is the first to ask a lot of people. Um, The vision that we have for Savage and Cook that he's dictated definitely requires everyone to pitch in and wear lots of hats and do more than their stated job. Uh, description, but I'd say that he does a really good job of appreciating what that environment is. And if you're willing to be a part of something like that, uh, there's, he takes really good care of us, you know, never expected to have health insurance in my kind of profession, but that's, you know, I I don't pay into it. He he insisted that you should just have it. You don't have to pay for it. The company's got you. And if you get hurt, especially in the line of duty, like the company is going to take care of you. And so, it you know, people joke about companies being like a family, right? But it definitely is that kind of way. And that's that comes from him. That's the kind of company he wants to run. He's uh he's kind of a shy creative person. Um <laughs> uh, he certainly will be in the spotlight, his kind of role demands it of him, but that's I don't think it's his natural place. I think he's more at home in a conversation with a small group of people, um, mm-hmm. getting to know somebody. Uh <laughs> I think whenever he travels he has to have somebody who's kind of moving him along or he'll just have a day-long conversation with the first person he meets right Mm -hmm. um so just an inquisitive and creative person um it's been fun kind of watching him work over six years um to see you know ideas that register for him you you can watch him light up when things happen (laughs) (laughs) i uh my favorite example um yeah i think we talked about this i don't think i had a sample for you but we had this homeschool blood orange manhattan um Mm -hmm. that we were all i think i described the meeting where we all sat down and tasted a bunch of Mm -hmm. rtds we had this bottle and i watched him with an orange and he's picking at it because he's not really a cocktail guy but he's trying to he's ripped this crude section off that he's trying to wrap around and i've you know been eagle scout for since i was like 17 so i always have a pocket knife in the back of my uh pocket so i went and cut him a nice big swath <laughs> and handed it to him because i could see where he wanted it to be but he's never cut his own swath of orange for his cocktail before <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw him struggling to make the thing happen and then mm-hmm. I, I watched him wrap it around and we lost his attention for the rest of the meeting that was his fixation was exactly how to wrap it around and really capture that thing that he was trying to focus on so it's been it's nice to work with as someone who thinks of themselves as a creative person as well. It's nice to work under somebody who has that same fixation, hyper fixation really, on mm-hmm. something that's um that's his part of the art. Um so he, yeah. he 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 respects what we're doing and I totally respect what he's doing. Very cool.
3: That's awesome.
1: So
0: the big news we kind of uh already talked about it a little bit, but this is kind of, uh, I don't know if rebranding is the right word, but kind of a rebranding with the launch of the new whiskeys and um, that start to finish you guys. What mm-hmm. went into all that? I'm sure this has been a plan for a long time because it has to age for, for quite some time before you just like put it out there. Uh, what went into to all of that from everything from like when you guys started to, hey, we're ready to launch this. I'm sure you had some tastings trying to see like, is it where we want it to be? all
1: that kind of stuff. You wanna give us uh, just kind of the rundown of all that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely a rebrand. Um, if you kind of hold these bottles next to the old bottles, it's um, it's a little bit more clear uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who it's made by. Uh, mm-hmm. I I love the old packaging. It'll always hold a special place in my heart. I've got, as soon as I've heard that we were gonna rebrand, I definitely started squirreling some whiskey away. Yeah. <laughs> Because we've we've always been proud of what we've had out and blended from source Mm -hmm. stock, Um, but we did find that we had reached sort of a ceiling. We had always kind of intended to stick with that; that was our original goal. Um, But we decided to pivot Um, sometime in the last year. We made that decision. Um, You know, people would people would say, "Oh, I love the burning chair," or "I love the lip service." Um, but they didn't necessarily know the name Savage and Gook. It was kind of buried in the fine print on the back. Yeah. So this was kind of the one chance you get after really almost six years of business. We, You get one opportunity to totally reformat your package and to announce the heralding of the coming of the new whiskey. Stuff that's actually ours. It's a momentous enough time where people will forgive you the sort of abrupt change. Um, and we wanted to, we were always going to be proud and announce that. Um, but this quickly became a way to really showcase that it is Savage and Cook who's producing all of them and make, have that brand resonate with people. Um, as much as I really love the artistic black and white photos, mm-hmm. we found that there, people found them a little strange. Um, and I'm... I wouldn't say that we're afraid to be a little strange, but, uh, <laughs> we didn't want I think they definitely
3: to... they stood out with the artwork because yeah. you don't see the artwork on. Absolutely. We would always say, oh, there's Savage and Cook, but we knew you guys. So I, I love that Savage and Cook is very clear on your bottles because yeah. it's like, it. oh, this is Savage and Cook whiskey, where if you hadn't tried it before, you wouldn't have known it's Savage and Cook. Cause you're yeah. right. It's not clear out there.
1: Right. Um, you know, uh, Dave's never been uh, afraid of a cult following, um, but we're able to make 60 barrels of whiskey a week. Uh, we're not quite as limited as, uh, you know, just the Napa grapes he had access to. Um, <laughs> we're sure. able to produce a lot more than that, and we aim to do so. So we, we, there was kind of a ceiling uh, that we wanted to push through. You know, it's still uh, it's still very much the essence of Dave Finney, it's that custom type face. Um, it, I couldn't believe that they used real wood to do it. It's real birch wood. Yes, oh, I no. love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was real wood. I no, I looked yes, at it
0: and I was like, no, it looks it's... like real wood, but mm-hmm, I didn't realize no. it was. Like, yeah, I, 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 it. I, I,
1: I, I was almost fooled too. I didn't know that you could do that with birch wood um, when they first had the samples out. Um, so it's a little bit more subtle. You have to look a little bit closer to see that detail. Um, mm-hmm. But in that way, truly every every bottle is unique because they're all gonna be a little bit different that way with stamped birch wood mm-hmm. um, and it's a nod to um dave's family had has always had kind of a summer home up in Vermont that has this big birch forest it's actually oh. Oh, cool uh for whatever reason uh it's there's so much birch growing there they have to kind of clear it um to make way for for other plants that are trying to grow underneath them um so they're hoping eventually to work some of that birch into the labels for it didn't quite work for the that original watch really um but that's kind of a nod to something that's near and dear to him kind of out of his heart his soul uh to have that be on the face of the bottle kind of represents who we are at our core um and something that we truly took from start to finish it's uh it's been funny to talk about differently now um, mm-hmm. that we're in this position. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I still don't hold anything against uh, a, a sourced brand. Uh, the American whiskey, which we'll get to, um, is still going to be a sourced product for us. That's still a valuable tool in the distiller's toolkit. But you know, I, I feel like a different kind of distiller now that I have something I truly made instead of just blending mm-hmm. someone else's work. Sure, um, it's an exciting transition for us. For sure. All right. We're going
0: to interrupt Dylan one more time. Having a ton of fun talking with Dylan to tell you that we're brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is a uh, fantasy platform that uses player projections and you can enter a lineup. And with basketball season here, you can now pick a combo projection across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues, for example, you could take, uh, let's say, let's go ahead and stick with Chicago. Zach Levine, I know he might be on his way out. Plus, Met. well, maybe not Kolchmet. He is on a buy. So let's say plus Travis Kelsey at a ten and a half combo of three points made plus reception. Price Picks even offers a reboot belt, uh, reboot policy, so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. That's right for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game. If you have a player that exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. PricePix is the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy. Listen, Thursday Night Football is coming up and it is easy to enter your lineup. It takes 60 seconds to get an entry in. And plus, you have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. All right, and that's what makes price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Plus, they have Taco Tuesday, each Tuesday. They uh they have picks that discount player projections. For example, this week, 29% off CD Lamb, 59 and a half yards. That feels like it's gonna be a more. <clears throat> He's definitely going to get more against that Seattle lineup. And uh, if you're looking at some picks today, let's let's take a look at who we like. So if I look at the passing yards for Thursday's game, I like Geno Smith to go less than 226 and a half passing yards. That Dallas defense is so good, but let's look at the run game. I like Tony Pollard to go more than 69, 61 and a half rushing yards against the Dallas Cowboys. And I also think Seattle going to move the ball a little bit, but they're not going to get in the end zone as much. So let's go. Jason Myers more than one and a half field goals made. Go to pricepix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepix.com slash SGPN. Code SGPN. PrizePix Daily Fantasy Sports made easy.
3: We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats stats and data enter any parlay into hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value
0: Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets app to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with hall of fame bets. All right, now back to, uh, the very interesting Dylan Carney. So, and we can probably jump into this a little bit more when we do our tasting, but so we tried lip service, second glance and burning chair. Can you tell us some of the main differences compared to those to the new whiskeys?
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, easiest to start with what's similar. Uh, the mash bills are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Distilled on a similar column, to doubler um, production format, uh, probably smaller still that we're working with. Um, but I think that the differences are really highlighted on probably three main things that make what we do a little bit different from what we had bought in. All of our grain is being sourced from within 50 miles. Um, so up in Winters County, uh, a little bit in Yolo's County, um, towards Sacramento, where, where we are, um, mm-hmm. all the barley, all the corn, all the rye is being grown up there, the barley is going down to Alameda, which is about 20 miles South and, mm-hmm. uh, traditional, um, malted craft malt house, uh, Admiral malting. Uh, really great company to work with. So they're taking great care to make a really high efficiency, um, high enzymatic content, distillers, barley, just for us. Uh, they tell us other people now, we asked for so much originally, they created a new SKU for us. Um, <laughs> I, I've known done, I've done them to do that for a couple of people. A friend of mine's getting uh, malted corn from them Um, which I didn't know you could do. They didn't know they could do, but they were willing to try it (laughs) because that's the kind of small malt house that they are. And they're they're as excited as we are to try a new thing. Nice. Um, So sourcing grain from uh, excellent and local sources like that, you know, this area is known for its grapes um, Mm -hmm. and say almonds. (laughs) But California grows a lot more things than that. And there's actually a ton of different grains that are grown out here. It's just a fertile growing region. Um, so we're able to produce, to work with some smaller farmers to do some slightly more specialty things. Uh, but we're able to source nice. some great raw material to work with, um, skipping a little ahead in the process, uh, we're also aging our whiskey in, uh, barrels made by a local wine cooperage. So second row is, uh, as I said, more traditionally a wine cooperage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, not to disparage the craft of any kind of cooper, but it's one thing just to char the hell out of the inside of the barrel. Uh, <laughs> winemakers don't char barrels, they toast their barrels. Um, okay. You get a caramelization of the inside of the wood, but you're not looking for that charcoal layer, a truly burnt section of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, because we're doing rye and bourbon that way, it is charred afterwards, but we're doing a deep, uh, they call it a medium plus-plus toast. Um, depending on who you talk to, uh, the flavor you know, extracted from barrel and then uh developed through maturation. 60 to 70 percent of the uh whiskey making the, the flavor profile of a whiskey um really defines a whiskey and having great barrels to put you know I do I strive to create the best distillate I possibly can put inside of them but you mm-hmm. know if if you have just one of the two right you're only gonna make an okay whiskey. Uh yeah we uh We rely on them to have just the best wood and finest cooperage that we can possibly source locally. Um, and then finally our aging conditions are a little bit different. Um, definitely a gentler climate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it leads to a slightly softer, um, influence on the palate. Um, it's not a super intense, uh, hot summer or really, really cold winter, it gets mm-hmm. warm and chilly here in California. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, that it's just- climate is definitely going to be very different from the aging, like over in Tennessee and Kentucky. And
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, much in the way that they talk about the, the limestone shelf and then how that's critical to their process, it's definitely a defining part of their process doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's the best way to do things or the only way to do things. Uh, mm-hmm. I would yeah. never say that we are a one-to-one comparison to any of those products. Uh, Nothing better or worse. We're just certainly different. Um, we're proudly a California whiskey, and we're letting that region shape that. Um, you hear the same thing coming out of Texas whiskeys these days. Mm-hmm. But we're getting okay. a wildly different. We're th- even far more different from the Texas whiskeys. They have to bury some of those barrels in the earth. <laughs> There's at least one distillery doing that. Um, but we're getting a nice balanced development. I, I really like how it's gone through. Um, I think to answer the last part of your question, uh, when we got, you know, uh, about the time where I talked to you last, we'd started opening up barrels and we went, holy shit. <laughs> we, we knew we were doing our best. We didn't know it was going to be this good this fast. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That is we uh we almost kind of sped things up a little bit um so we could get them out and get them ready. Um, because we were eager to share things as quickly as possible.
0: Nice.
3: Um and I'm gonna circle back to something you said earlier that you were squirreling away some of the old bottles. So once those are all like what's out there is that's it for
1: that's it. Yeah, if uh, if you love the lip service as much as I do, I did I have the tattoo yet when I spoke to you last? I don't think I, so. No, I don't I, think so. I saw so. it on your Instagram
0: though. I call yeah, you there. I did yeah.
1: I did my lip. Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh I got to it, it hurt. It was my first yeah. tattoo. <laughs> oh, <really?
3: laughs> it was yeah. your first tattoo and that's. What...
1: <laughs> you know, I, uh, I got a crazy call from our, our regional rep, uh, North Carolina is actually her home market. Virginia Hake is her name. She's, uh, one of our three regional distiller, uh, regional uh, distillery representatives, and she had gotten a request from the distributor in North Carolina, the cool guy's name's Mike. Uh, he goes to this tattoo studio in Charlotte. Um, and he'd been introducing them to Savage and Cook because he would bring a bottle in. Uh, I learned that you can tip your tattoo artist with a bottle of whiskey. Usually, I've since gotten more tattoos and uh, uh, <laughs> taken that lesson to heart. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I got a call and said, "Hey, they want to pick a bottle of uh, rye under the Lip Service brand. Would you get your lip tattooed with the studio and then pick with them the next day?" I went, shit, of course. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) It's my lip. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Um, I got the Whiskey Jesus logo instead of uh, never, like on the lip service bottle. Uh, I I, I, I have to have it for life. It's got to be for me first and then (laughs) But as a nod to the product. Um, Yes. But uh, that was actually one of the first bottles, the first barrels of our own distillate. I think it's the only one that ever went into the lip service packaging. That's in Mecklenburg, North Carolina, uh, because we didn't have the new packaging yet. But if I was going to get a tattoo for it, I was not going to send them source Dickel that I've blended. (laughs) Sure. Sure. So Um, I got approval for that.
0: Yeah, that makes me want to uh hold on to my older bottles because I'm sure the new stuff's gonna be great too, but we love the old product mm-hmm. as well. It's got a little bit left, crazy. so I'll be just be taking little sips and <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some lip service it
3: was my favorite of the old. Yeah. well. Well, I, I also really like um bad sweater, but are you still making bad sweater? We are still
1: making bad sweater. We, okay. we we made a new batch this year. Um I don't have one of the packages with me, but it's got a little gnome head for the topper like a white beard that goes over the front of it so always trying to be christmas ornament on the bad sweater garnish that's awesome Um, Um, so hopefully you'll see that in local stores soon um it should be out again yeah yeah we're gonna have to look for that Mm because we have
0: one with the little scarf and then the there's uh, not much left in
3: either of those no Uh, (laughs) but i i'm like make a I'm calling it my signature winter cocktail yeah. with that
0: <laughs> yeah but it's, really... it's a take on the old fashioned, but you yeah. use the bad sweater with yeah it. and it's it's very uh you know with the iowa winter being cold it's nice and spice and a little mm-hmm. bit of heat it's very appropriate for
1: it yes <laughs> yeah I, I i remember you saying you put a cherry in it um mm-hmm. with the last yeah Yes,
3: yeah. and um oh the bitters is it well blo- the black strap, black bitters? strap, bitters. yes, yeah. black strap yep. bitters,
1: From bitter and
3: too. um, I use yeah brown sugar, mm-hmm. and it's just, I I like how it turns out yeah. with that bad sweater, nice and spicy. Great. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so you're making that, still making the Manhattan project as well. That's correct. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. and then
1: digits, still making that, I assume. That's right. Yeah, I got a bottle next to me on that one, too. <laughs> nice. okay. I, uh, I, I got to work the road with Scotty uh, since we last spoke. I spent about four days with him in Texas, and that was the total trip.
0: Awesome. That, that I imagine that was a lot of fun. Um, with the with the rebranding, will that uh, recipe change any, or will that stay the exact same?
1: Um, that will stay the same for now. Um, okay. I don't know if we will transition his product over to ours or we'll keep sourcing for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not going to change it anytime soon. We've kind of built the focus on that and we can't change that quite Mm -hmm. so quickly. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not his moment as a distillery. It's it's not quite tied to his identity, the same kind of way Mm -hmm. Um, people expect now digits to be a certain kind of way. Um, we still have enough stock um, to keep doing that. Um, but in the next couple of years, that could very well change. Um, we've, we've laid down almost double the same, double the last year's whiskey. Pretty much every year we've operated, uh, 2020 had a bit of a hiccup, but, uh, besides that we've, you know, increased almost exponentially, um, just finding more efficiencies and not going down anymore. So, yeah. Um, We'll probably have the spare whiskey to do it. I, I would think if that, um, if, 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 I, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to find the whiskey for it. So we'll probably be able to transfer digits to our, our own stuff soon. I, I don't know exactly what that'll look like. That'll be a day of question. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly find the whiskey that fits it. <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. Well, speaking of digits, uh, last time we had you on, you told a story about, um, just kind of if people don't know you mentioned Scotty Pippen. it is a collaboration with Scotty Pippen. and you told a story that a lot of the listeners they loved it. it we loved it. it was hilarious but um, can you kind of revisit how that how that got started? I think I think last time I approached it is how did that start? Did you guys approach Scotty or did he approach you and I think that's what led to the story.
1: Yeah, yeah I uh, it's a great I love telling that story. Um, so Scotty approached us um he actually called and uh, left a message on our tasting room answering machine and uh we <laughs> got in and assumed someone was fucking with us <laughs> <laughs> uh he's he has this very distinct voice he's got a very mm-hmm. deep low voice um yeah. and so we could almost like to hear him um but left a message said that it was scotty pippen calling and he wanted to speak to mr dave finney and you know he'd love to get together and make a make his own bourbon because that's what he was interested in. And so Dave got on a plane within 48 hours and went and met Scotty in LA where he spent most of his time and, um, being the kind of old school guys, that they are both, both kind of Titans of their own industry. It's, uh, important to have a kind of face to face meeting, um, where you don't have to do business with somebody you don't personally like or respect. Yeah. And so, you know, like two alpha dogs have got to sniff each other out, right? <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> um, so they went down and had a bunch of wine together and had a good time. Um, and really the moment that sticks out in the story for me is them standing up to shake hands at the end of that dinner. Um, and that's where the, you know, much in the same way that Dave got fixated on the orange peel for the homeschool. I think that moment mm-hmm. had such gravity for him Um, where it was important, he knew that moment to seize and capture that was important. So having Scotty's hands on the bottle, you know, (laughs) with when you have celebrity brands of spirits, you're working with various degrees of hands off, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You want someone to be as involved as possible to not only care about it, but, you know, it's their image that we're selling, right? So it's important that that they're represented well and that they care and see it as representing them and when they take it out and go into market to represent it uh, they feel tied to it personally so putting his hands on every bottle makes it his um he's 50 50 in it with us um certainly our job to make sure that what's inside that bottle matches him and matches what he wants um but that moment of the handshake for Dave was a way to kind of put that lightning in the bottle of that moment for him. Very cool. Yeah,
0: very cool. Yeah. Um, as somebody, I, I grew up a, a Chicago Bears and Chicago Bulls fan. I like the Chicago teams. My family did so. Um, yeah, just hearing that story of Scotty uh, is really cool. And I'm sure from everything I've picked up from uh, watching videos, reading about him, it seems like he's a a very very cool person i'm sure spending four days with him in texas was was an awesome experience
1: it is um you know uh, much like dave um you meet these kind of larger than life characters and it's kind of refreshing that they are just as interested in having a nice steak dinner and kind of talking about whatever that they you know they don't necessarily want you to
2: Ooh, aha, we're not worthy. <laughs> um, sure. you,
1: you, you can almost see them both kind of visibly clam up a little bit when that happens, um, and so probably what they probably something they bonded over. I'd be speculating to say that, um, but uh, no, he's uh he's just he's a guy who was an expert of his craft, and now. <laughs> later in life, uh, is looking to explore new avenues for what the world has for him. And he's just cool to hang out with. He uh, he comes to a lot of our Christmas parties now.
2: Oh, oh nice. awesome. <laughs> uh,
1: and that's, that's just a total trip. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> um, but I like hanging out and laughing with him. Yeah, very cool.
3: That is. Um, does Savage and Cook have any other collaborations in the works that you can talk about
1: um not that i am aware of um but if there's a listener who uh wanted to call our room and leave a message <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i can't say that won't work um mm-hmm. you know we're we're always open to doing uh what i've learned at savage and cook is the answer is never know uh mm-hmm. the answer is how much and for how much <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if, if it's worth doing and it's worth doing well um then we're always willing to do it <laughs> yeah um so i don't believe there's any plans for that uh none that i've heard about um i would have heard about it by now um i think uh the the next year is really going to be defined by having our own spirit to market um mm-hmm. which um if want to get started and taste i i uh, May have jumped the gun a little bit and started on the rye myself. You know,
3: I, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm I'm anxious because we we waited, we got yep. it, and we have had to just look at them <laughs> and just have them all just like behind us. And yeah, I'm really excited to start tasting these.
1: Yeah. Well, I I'd like? suggest that we start with the rye whiskey.
2: Okay.
1: I'll uh, I'll I'll show my hand like I did last time. Uh, the rye is still my favorite. It's definitely different. Okay. Um, but it is still my favorite of the lineup, but I think it's the nicest one to start with. Um, some changes, uh, into how it's presented. We, uh, we've raised the proof of the rye and the bourbon to a hundred.
2: Um,
1: it's gonna be a little bit hotter for the core product. Um, the aging conditions that we have it in, um, allow for this such a gentle maturation that I think at a hundred proof, mm-hmm. um, it's still, it's still so approachable at that proof, um, mm-hmm. you know, it'll still stand up to delusion in that kind of way. Like we talked mm-hmm. about last time, but, um, it presents so nicely here, that hundred proof made sense. And, you know, since we first started, uh, the whiskey drinking consumer, um, expecting a slightly higher proof and Mm -hmm. we want to put that kind of value in the bottle for them
0: yeah um i i will say what's jumps out right away i mean we always i guess the proper etiquette we're not we're not hoity-toity here but uh is (laughs) to smell it and um it's it smells delicious Mm -hmm. like it just right away it just jumps out that it smells very Mm -hmm. very good um it
3: smells like it has a lot of spice
0: yeah you can smell Mm -hmm. the spice and then i tasted it and i like that there is heat right away but it's not like it's heat all the way down necessarily it's just a nice warming um, i was gonna
3: say warming yeah very warm
0: warming yeah, yeah. but for a 100 <laughs> proof it, yeah it's
1: goes down very easy um what this does have in common with lip service which again is a brand that we're going to retire now that this is on the market mm-hmm. um we've always sought to strike that balance with a rye whiskey where that spicy aromatic profile is certainly there um slightly peppery note is still on the palate and so that it works great for for mixing into classic style cocktails um but it was always meant to be approachable on the palate that way um it Mm -hmm. should go down nice and smooth still yeah it does the way that you expect out of bourbon
0: i'm not trying to i'm not taking anything away from the taste here but the smell is just i can't get over the smell and how good it smells so yummy (laughs) (laughs) yeah the taste is great too Mm -hmm. too but like this might be one of the best smelling whiskeys
1: i've ever smelled to be honest (laughs) i love the smell of this i really appreciate that thank you um that that product will stay uh at least for the first couple years uh right around three years old okay um lip service had actually begun to drift um, into being closer to a four almost five year old product uh, by probably by the sample I sent you Mm -hmm. because it was only April which is still (laughs) still (laughs) bugging me out right
3: Um, feels like that was a long long time
1: ago right (laughs) Um, and so we were a little bit nervous as we watched that stock age up and get more and more lovely Um, but we wanted to have a not, we wanted to at least deliver the same quality of products. But once we started to taste our own distillate, um, kind of right before we'd spoken in April, um, we were amazed at what the aging conditions and you know put uh, there's there's a I'm gonna misquote him there's there's a surfer uh, who has a line that's. Uh, Put potato chips in get potato chips out <laughs> <laughs> talking about food you eat uh same goes with whiskey you put good inputs in you mm-hmm. try and be a good steward of it while you're managing it and the yeast does a lot of the work <laughs>
3: Yep. <laughs> so this is three years and this might be a really stupid question but do you think that the climate affects how long you have to age it would that have uh, anything uh, to would that impact at, it
1: at, absolutely it, it's not a silly question at all um the climate uh in which you're aging things you know uh we as a company come from a winemaking background and that's not sort of my specialty um mm-hmm. but uh the wine industry has gotten very good about talking about terroir uh it's not what sierra nevada uses to talk about their beer um mm-hmm. I'm not sure necessarily – I wouldn't say it has no impact on it, um, but because you're deliberately shielding something like beer from its elements, um, putting it in a sealed-off container and aging it in a pretty short period of time, something like the aging conditions outside don't affect its terroir. The mineral content of the water, if you're using local grains, it absolutely can. I'm not discounting that terroir can be a part of a brewer – certainly a winemakers part of what they're doing um typically for a distillery it's not part of your grain although it is very much for us and you're seeing more grain glass distillers who are sourcing local grains and making that a special part of their process Um, but making the whiskey itself takes about a week Mm
2: -hmm. the
1: majority of its lifespan and that we're tending to it before it goes in the bottle is sitting in a barrel and maturing in the conditions we put it in. Mm-hmm. And you can do things to modify that. Uh, blackened Metallica's whiskey is famous for uh, sonic aging. They put big amplifiers through it and they pump sound in and <laughs> to vibrate the whiskey in and out of the cask. I'm sure it has a pronounced impact. It wouldn't discount the science on it. It makes sense to me. Yeah, uh, Jefferson's uh, Jefferson's ocean, uh, Ages things out at sea, yeah. Mm-hmm. You get different uh, levels of humidity and salinity in the air. Um, I got asked that question recently if I thought that makes a difference, and uh, of course it makes a difference. Could you do it on land in a in a condition which isn't quite so expensive to do? The sword <laughs> wouldn't be as cool, but you could probably achieve it uh, in similar ways. Um, yeah. The easiest thing to do is to have a cool climate that you're just in and let the whiskey sit and do its thing uh
2: yeah.
1: it's, it's not a not a thing you have to overcomplicate. uh we have these beautiful conditions that are you know, desirable for us as people to be living in i certainly love the area that i live in um mm-hmm. and it turns out it works well for whiskey too yeah. it was kind of an experiment we didn't necessarily know what it was going to yield we hoped it would yield great results um but our angel share is relatively low. The uh, maturation levels are in line with what we were expecting. And our proof tends to go up. Um, our barrels we've been emptying tend to be between 124 and 126 proof, with a barrel entry proof okay. at 120. Um, so They're gaining you know, 1% to 3%, <laughs> wow. which is great. It's like a little yeah, secondary yeah. distillation going on inside the barrel for us. Uh, Our yields are high. Uh, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a part of the reason why we could make it 100 proof as a core product. Um, (laughs) We're we're leaving a lot of that ethanol in the barrel. um, And it's getting the maturation we want. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're certainly getting to cling on to some of that. And that's um, been a great boon for us. So yeah, I, I would say to answer your question, it absolutely has an effect. And I'm really happy with the kind of coastal and subtle influence of our maturation zone. I think yeah. that'll be interesting in the next 10 years to see different whiskey distilleries in different non traditional climates. Um, mm-hmm. Some will work really well, some will just work differently, and some might find that they've happened upon a great little zone where uh, whiskey ages beautifully that wouldn't necessarily subscribe to the traditional ideology of whiskey distillation. Yeah.
0: That's neat. Two questions. Um, hopefully, I can remember them both, but this one is. Uh, <laughs> This is finished in Grenache barrels. Can you tell me what that is? I might not have said it right even.
1: Yeah, you've pronounced it correctly. Uh, Grenache barrels, the same barrels that we used to finish the lip service. That's uh, another continued through line, the same whiskey, the same wine casks that we finished the whiskeys in, um, which is kind of our way that we put our stamp on the source whiskey that we were blending. Uh, We're Mm -hmm. using uh, to finish our own whiskeys as well um Grenache is a a wine varietal like Cabernet or Zinfandel which we'll talk about later Mm -hmm. um and they're coming from Maori France uh Dave has a vineyard out there um they are my favorite wine casks to receive we have to fill a shipping container about three times a year um and try and get them as wet as possible uh shipped Mm -hmm. that way and they're they're beautiful casks they have just this lovely sweet nose to them um it's, it's 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 low-hanging fruit but uh, as a distiller yep. i've got to do it uh, we get to sniff the bunghole which is the name <laughs> it's the name of the hole in the whiskey barrel or the wine cask um, yeah so it's, it's, it's my favorite bunghole to sniff <laughs> um I'm,
0: I'm glad we have the same type of humor because we were just recently on a uh distillery tour and i did not know that it was called the bunghole. And so I had to take, I had to zoom in on the photo they had and take a picture and send to some of my friends because it
1: it uh, it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that's the universal humor. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you may find someone who's lying to you, uh, but everyone right. thinks that's a little funny.
0: Right. Um, my other question. So our first Savage and Cook product that we ever tried was from Wall to Wall Spirits and it was a um, a barrel proof. Are you guys going to yep. be doing any barrel proofs or does that just
1: depend on the, the retailers Absol- want ab- to buy? It? Absolutely. Um, okay. The, uh, what I sent you are our core products. Um, mm-hmm. But the uh, the whiskey fan has demanded, and I think every smart distillery has uh, complied. People love getting a single barrel expression of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, Previously, we. We had a focus on a single barrel blend which is not a single barrel we called it a barrel blend um, we took the three different kinds of wine barrel finishes either through bourbon or the american whiskey and Infendel or grenache casks and we would sit down with uh whoever runs that account um whoever purchases for them or maybe some key customers of theirs and we would blend Um, different percentages of those different finishes together Mm -hmm. um, and allow people to create a custom blend. And then we would sell it in a barrel format because that's what whiskey consumers are used to buying. It was more of a very small batch blend. Um, We certainly sold single cast, which is, I think, what you had, um, especially at that proof. Um, I believe you said it was 124 or something. It was, yeah, um, it, was, it was high proof it was up mm-hmm. there for sure <laughs> that, that is the condition that we're aging in that 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 has helped yeah. true um it's now much more interesting for us to sell single cask expressions uh um, mm-hmm. we we used to do a, to focus on more of a small batch blending um and i think actually we'll be focusing more on single casks because it is a reflection of what we're truly making in-house um yeah it's more exciting to sell single versions you know a lot a lot of barrels for us we tend to barrel down at about 50 to 60 barrel lots um mm-hmm. so i've mixed uh, about five batches together and proof those back with the spring water we're bringing in from um between napa and sonoma and alexander valley um proof that back to 120 and we fill our casts at a time and you get 60 barrels that we're all mixed together in a homogenous fashion and then filled into different 60 different wine cat or uh, whiskey casks Mm -hmm. and you get 60 different barrels. They, they're all going to be different. Uh, -hmm. I, uh, I like to explain it that, um, if you took, I, I I've never heard of anyone doing this, but if you could find a cooperage who was willing to make you a single tree series, right. Where they made staves from just the one tree, Mm-hmm. Um, you'd still have wood from the bottom and the top of the tree and from the inner and the outer core. And it was never, you'll never be able to build two barrels that are identical in yeah. the flavor profile. Um, sure. You leave it for 45 seconds or 50 seconds over the flame to char it. You're going to get a different impact on it. There's so many variables. It's just a little bit of black magic. <laughs> it <laughs> makes whiskey making fun. And that's, mm-hmm. what's uh, really special about single barrel casks. Yeah. Um, so we absolutely will continue doing that. Um, you'll see a similar package uh, with a, uh, we've, we've gotten some great stamps, circular stamps that are gonna go on that package and we'll write in the proof. Oh, on the bottom nice. of it. it'll, it'll be a similar label, kind of like we did for the burning chair and lip service sure. labels.
0: Well, hopefully uh, we get some of that here in Iowa on the shelves, because I went through a, I think it was New Year's that I was very sick. Wasn't that New Year's Eve last year? I think um and i i medicate and i swear to it anytime i'm sick now i make hot toddies i swear to the fact that a hot toddy makes me feel better um i I use the the burning chair with the barrel proof because you know you got to have a high proof that makes it even better for killing the sickness basically (laughs) so
1: it's it's stronger medicine
0: exactly yeah yeah and i went through quite a bit of it because i i made a fairly large thing because we were at your parents, and we're going to your parents, and I made sure everybody was okay with me coming, even though I wasn't feeling well. And they said, "Yeah," and I said, "I'm going to be drinking my hot toddy all night." So,
1: <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be the first to say that this is anecdotal evidence because I have a science background, um, and it's a slightly divisive topic. Uh, but I will say that none of the um, distillers I know uh, ever had COVID. Uh, and we. <laughs> We, we were here in California. We were all regularly testing ourselves. We were all yeah. masking pretty thoroughly. Uh, but yeah. I will say that a steady flow of whiskey uh, <laughs> is a variable that I can't account for. I didn't I didn't do a control <laughs> sample one month with or one month without. Uh, sure. not, a, not a scientific study, so I wouldn't make <laughs> a scientific claim. Um, but uh, it's not a variable I'm willing to give up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, what would you like to taste next? Uh, let's move on to the bourbon uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go up and proof we'll save the american whiskey for last at 113. okay
3: while you're pouring this and we're yes. gonna taste this um when you decide to do like a barrel select what goes into choosing that like do you just sample a bunch of different barrels and then you decide this is gonna be yeah the one
1: um <laughs> so say we're gonna dump 40 barrels Uh, for the next round of bourbon. Um, Mm -hmm. We've probably dumped 10 the month before to go into wine casks um, because those take a little... Finishing them in the wine cask takes about 45 to 60 days. Um, We'll go through and select 40 casks. Uh, Well, if we want to dump 40, I'll probably select 50 that are ready in terms of age. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And we'll go through them uh, and we'll tag... Uh, which barrels are outliers. Uh, barrels that uh, defy you know, the average profile um, mm-hmm. either are going to be phenomenal in some sort of way uh, or they're actually great candidates for wine barrel finishing, but they're going to take up a dominant profile from that. And they're mm-hmm. a valuable blending component that way. So either they're phenomenally balanced, but in a way that is off-center from what savage Cook bourbon represents um and thus they're a slightly harder blending component to deal with um, you can mm-hmm. blend them out at scale um but they make good candidates to pluck out and let the average work together um, and create a more consistent product for the core yeah. um, or they're a little too hot or a little bit too not to say that what we put in the wine cask um, is an unbalanced product, but but things that are a little bit too expressive in one direction and they need to be rounded out, those make for great candidates for being directly put in the wine casks. It's somewhere below 25% of each core product that gets mm-hmm. put in the wine casks. Um, so those, it's, a great, it's a, that's the point where we set them up for one program or another. Um, so we'll go through those 50 barrels over a day or two and we'll identify with the magnet we put on the hoops, uh, which one is a great candidate for single barrels or totally makes sense for the core representative, uh, single, the, the standard core product.
0: <clears throat> if you ever need
1: a guest taster for going <laughs> through the barrel, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you can <clean> right away. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it, 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 it's one of the first things I like to do with a new hire is to go yeah. through and do a bunch of, uh, I had done it with a previous uh, assistant distillery training and I, I need to do it soon with a, just hired a woman um, from our local cigar shop, one to get into the production side of things. Um, and I, uh, I need to set her up on a day. She's performed admirably so far, uh, right. but uh, <laughs> I, I need to set her up on her a day where uh, she has to taste through 50 whiskey casks. <laughs> um and still so be coherent Whatever. at the end of it it's, it's a good taste for every would-be distiller yeah good I good, good test excuse me
3: be like I have to taste 50 barrels today <laughs> yeah,
2: <it's, laughs> that would be amazing
0: yeah.
1: it's work I have to do it <laughs> you um you know I'm not your mother I'm not going to make you spit
2: uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if
1: you don't spit some of them you're not going to get to the end of it and True. it's it's a mm-hmm. great litmus test for who has the right instincts to mm-hmm. have a good time, but a professional time. <laughs> yes.
3: A balance. Yeah. Get yes. Balance.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, this bourbon is amazing. The uh, the the smell is like just spot on. There's mm-hmm. a little a little bit of I almost pick up some of the cab smell to it when I spell it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the taste is amazing. It's um, got that nice little bit of heat and warming, but smooth. Mm-hmm. And the texture is just spot on. Like um, it's something that I never really paid attention to until my dad mentioned it. He says, for some reason, maybe it's because I'm older, but the texture is something I'm starting to notice a lot more in whiskey. And this is a, a thicker texture. Like it's not thinned out, you can tell. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just as soon as I took a sip, I'm like, oh, that texture is amazing. It, it's a nice, mm-hmm. a nice thick whiskey.
3: It is. It has legs. Yeah, <laughs> that, it does. Are, we'll <laughs> yeah. It. Um,
0: yeah, no, this is, I think last time you both were on the and I was on the bourbon and I, I think that's where it's going to be again for me because really? this, yeah, the rye was very good, but this, this bourbon is, is yeah.
1: Just, I, I wouldn't I, hold that against you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is definitely a, um. A go-to, um, immediately just like oh, this is a go-to mm-hmm. that we always have to have stocked in the bar, and yeah, if 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 a listener is debating on, well, I want to try one of them, uh, but I'm not the- sure. I'm gonna say the bourbon. See, I,
3: this is really good. It's, you're gonna say the I like rye. it. I that rye was yeah.
1: it was perfect.
2: good.
1: <laughs> so here's the good thing: as the distiller, the listener should buy at least both. We haven't tried yep. the American whiskey yet. They might need all three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'll i'll show my hand there on my bias
0: <laughs> you got to try them all to make sure you know which one you want to consistently buy all
1: the time you know, or, as, 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 as 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 we discussed last time uh the the mood that you have going into a uh, a glass of whiskey you know you need a nice spectrum of things mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm'm uh, I'm, I'm under no illusions that uh anyone would just buy savage and cook uh i'm not in a hotel room this time you can see that i have oh, wow. quite quite a few whiskeys uh, in my home collection um it's important to uh to, to know your enemy and to quote rage against the machine
3: <laughs> here's a we didn't ask you this last time because
1: we didn't we did. start
3: incorporating it into our interviews a little bit later but it's
0: a new question we ask everybody yeah we
3: put everyone on the spot what is your favorite whiskey outside of savage and cook
1: sure yeah uh, obviously we have to disqualify savage and cook because I'm partial um <laughs> i wonder if i have any now if i've drunk at all uh will it is probably the distillery i look to um to try and uh you know you gotta always aim for greater right um <laughs> But uh, I, you know, I respect that they're family owned. I respect that uh, all of their products from the slightly more allocated to the pretty accessible are uh, mm-hmm. priced pretty reasonably. Um, yeah. And they all deliver at a high level from their, they have a bottled and bond product that's not even 30 bucks. Um, and they have some really high end products and I've, none of them have disappointed me. So they've been pretty consistent uh, for me. So so Will it generally Johnny Drum is kind of a go-to favorite. Johnny okay.
3: Drum, I don't think I've done
0: We uh Miranda first noticed will it because of the, the, bottle. the, the bottle shape <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. the unique the unique shape but we didn't buy it because we wanted to see if we could taste it first and we got to taste it in colorado at the uh the shining hotel their whiskey bar there yes um, i know um, it yeah mm-hmm. we we got we'd sampled a couple different things there and will it was one of them to finally be like okay let's see if we like this and turns out you really like i it. did
3: like it yeah <laughs> um they have i think it's their rye that yeah. The white label. I I want to try that. I haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. I want to try that. Of Willet, what is your favorite product that they make?
1: Uh Johnny Drum's the one that I buy the most of. The mm-hmm. rye is a little bit more expensive, so I don't buy it as often, but that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They um I've noticed uh I've been describing it as like a raspberry leaf tea oh. um flavor that I get uh through most of their lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I wonder if it's a yeast thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why their products have that, but uh, I, th- I think what, one of the things I like best about Willet is I can identify them blind <laughs> pretty yeah. well because uh, yeah. they all tend to have that. I don't always pull exactly which of their lineup it is, but uh, I can usually spot a Willet in the blind lineup. I've, uh, I've been trying to practice doing that. Um, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. you said
3: raspberry leaf tea is what you pick out of that. Mm-hmm.
1: There's, there's this fruity raspberry quality.
3: So now I want to go have a, a cup of, of that and then try the, willet it and yeah. see if I can get, out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: we are, we are 11 episodes away. I think 11, no, we're 10 episodes away mm-hmm. from our hundredth episode. And, uh, perfect that you guys have 200 proofs because we're going to be blind tasting 100 there you proof. go and um i don't think i'll have any trouble picking, picking out this mm-hmm. especially the bourbon the rye i think we'll i'll get to but this bourbon i'm going this is going to stick with me and i'm going to be able to pick this one out but yeah, we're, I, I
1: haven't done a blind lineup yet what i really should do is a blind lineup of the source product and the new product and see if i can oh tell yeah the difference. I, I haven't done them next to each other i've convinced myself i can tell the difference but uh, i'm sure that i can <laughs> Uh, But I haven't put my money where the mouth is. Yeah.
0: Um, No, I we're going to so I'm going to put some in glasses and I'm going to number them and then Miranda will do the same for me. So neither one of us will know what's what. Um, So, yeah, that should be fun.
3: Mm -hmm. It will be. (laughs) Um, I've had more than three sips, drinks of this and it's like changing i really i do really like this bourbon the bourbons, rip, it was yeah. good right away but wow. i it's really growing on me i think i'm gonna have a hard miranda
0: miranda has a, a three sip rule she has to taste it three times and before then you get you really the really the, the
3: full it's yeah. getting sweeter as i drink it
0: yeah and there is a sweetness to it mm-hmm. for sure
1: there's um i i totally agree with that and having to take it in a couple of times before you've really made that decision you can't have one bite of a burger and tell me that that's your favorite burger right (laughs) right yeah um in california we have a uh distillery you know as a craft distillery we switched our license to a craft distiller's license which allows us to have a restaurant and a bar where we can do full cocktail service and serve you as many glasses of whiskey as you know Obviously, we're bound by the same things as a regular bartender where we're allowed to over-serve anyone. Yeah. Um, but a standard license here as a distillery only grants you it's one and a half ounces at a quarter ounce each of up to six products or one cocktail. Really? Which, to me, has always been such a miserly pour. Uh, yeah. to, to pour a quarter ounce of the spirit, you know, if that's what you have of something special and you're sharing a sample with me and you only have a little bit, I'd certainly love to taste it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't take a full mouthful of it, you know, even when I'm blending, picking between 50 different whiskey cast, right? I need mm-hmm. to take a full mouthful of it and maybe I'll spit it out, but it needs to coat my whole mouth for me to yeah. really appreciate it and taste it. Taste um, it. And probably a couple times to really evaluate it and switch it around and. Get a full coating and a full retronasal inhalation.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Exhalation, rather. A quarter, um, a quarter ounce is a real stingy pour, and I'm really glad that <laughs> we, we, we had to give up the tequila that we were importing um, in order to do it. But uh, I, I found it to be worth it to not be pouring such a, a measly pour for people. that didn't feel like a, <laughs> a fair expression of things.
0: Yes. For the Fantasy Football Expo, we were concerned about... The costs of whiskey that we were providing for yes. the amount of people that were going to be there, and so we got um, half ounce. They were half ounce. They were literally communion cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, and uh,
1: <laughs> I've I've used this, them before.
0: Yeah, and so I I told Miranda, I was like maybe we just do half of them, and and that would be a quarter." And she's like, "That no, we can't do just a quarter. We have to at least do half." I'm like, "Okay."
1: <laughs> it, it's better to run out doing half, like half ounce pours, than to have everyone get a quarter ounce pour they didn't really enjoy. Yeah, true, mm-hmm. true. Yeah. All right. So, should we move to the American right. whiskey? I
3: accidentally picked that did up. You just drink I think it? I just did. I was like, that's not what I was
0: tasting.
3: <laughs> you, you didn't wear my glasses.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't get uh, it. You... join you in that. Yeah.
2: you So, um...
1: so this one is still a, a sourced, correct? That's correct. Um, We've changed the source on that from what you would have had in the last uh, version of Second Glance. This is reflective of that brand. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. kind of the further iteration. It's finished in the same amount of uh, Zinfandel barrels in the same Mm -hmm. kind of way. Um, I had a really interesting. uh, There's a company wide meeting uh, that Dave spoke for, where he talked about, um, you know, what we have and. The brand identity going you know, into the future and i've kind of always talked about how having a sourced product is a regular thing in the wine world um and an equally regular thing in the whiskey world yeah uh, but not nearly as talked about um mm-hmm. kind, kind of a well-kept secret and we've always tried to be transparent about it um but if you go to even some of the finer napa wineries here you go up valley from where i am and all the way up to calistoga you see places that are producing their own grapes um maybe they're sourcing from a field next door where they have a smaller grower that they source from but they're producing their own grapes here you know certainly napa cabs are kind of world famous um but you might have an estate blend that you did there on site and you had you know control of, or your people were in the fields working on them. But maybe you had to go down to Paso Robles to source a different grape varietal that doesn't necessarily grow where your distillery is. Um, Our American whiskey has always been a slightly softer profile. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually have um, some true bourbon. um, I'm not supposed to say from who, but We'll say we'll call it a Minnesota bourbon distillery. Okay. Um, Where they're aging in a really cold climate. um, And we try and get it in pretty quickly, but it's definitely got a softer pull from it. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a sourced brand, still, uh, we wanted to add some value to it. And that's part of why it's at 113. Um, But still very approachable at that proof. Um, yeah. And then great for making cocktails. Uh, I think we talked last time about my Savage and Coke cocktail. This makes an even better one.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: It
3: smells very buttery. Do you That's, smell buttery? Okay.
0: I couldn't pinpoint what I was smelling, but as soon buttery. as you said it, yeah, I it get smells... like, yeah, a nice sweetness and buttery butter. sweetness. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it tastes phenomenal too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about um, second glance, normally non-bourbon non-rise so just your like your regular whiskeys american whiskey tennessee whiskey or whatever they're okay but i don't like super enjoy them it's the i enjoyed second glance and this is really good too mm-hmm. and this would be a excellent um the 113 i think when people hear that that don't go for those higher proofs they're like oh that's scary one <laughs> thirteen scary, but this does not drink like a a no. one thirteen at all. Mm-mm. No, I don't think not at all.
3: None of these drink. None of these drink
0: like a, a yeah hundred or more. Proof. But
3: you can see how they're if you put them in cocktails, they'd really stand out.
0: That's one thing I like about higher mm-hmm. proof whiskeys is they they these all they taste great on their own, but I can tell that they would stand out in a cocktail as well, and and that's I think what you want in mm-hmm. a in a whiskey. You want something that. I don't sometimes we get bottles of whiskeys and we try them and it's like uh this is better in a cocktail you know not not okay on its own or we try it and it's like i'm gonna lose this in a cocktail Mm -hmm. but i yeah i agree all three of these i believe are great on their own and great in a
1: cocktail (laughs) yeah for sure yeah i um i think we discussed this last time i i always hope that it's and certainly my objective when i'm blending these things it should be presentable in the bottle as it is poured right into your glass, but I always hope that it's robust enough and powerful enough to stand up to dilution, whether it be ice or drops of water or in a cocktail. I think that's so important Mm -hmm. that there's such a diverse way that people enjoy whiskeys that anything in a bottle should be just realistically understand that there's no purists and, but a purist will drink it. And it has to work for everyone. Um, Otherwise you're, You're aiming at too small a demographic of people Mm -hmm. um, to to have such a niche product. (laughs) I say that. I I, I, I love when people do a cigar blend. But (laughs) (laughs) I I, I can't see my company granting me license to do so because that's (laughs) such a narrow band of people who are going to appreciate it. Hopefully, it's still appreciated elsewise. But you want to make something that works in all the ways Mm -hmm. people are going to drink it.
0: If it helps, you can tell them that I'm a big fan of cigar blend. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I am too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe no, one oh, day. Yeah, mon- so Monday we we did our podcast and we always do um waivers and whiskey tie in the whiskey and the fantasy football and we did the the old stuff we did, went through your guys's old stuff since we're gonna have so you great. on yeah today we're doing the new stuff i think thursday we should make a an old fashioned with each of these
3: yeah a three yeah, and like to head.
0: yeah yeah and try mm-hmm. them all in the old fashion to see which one stands out the most in the old mm-hmm. fashioned, or which old fashioned we like best or maybe we even do it blind
3: that would be fun. Yeah.
0: So that how we, we, we don't out? know one which of is us which has to know. Well, we're gonna have to each make one. Okay. I'll make yours, you make mine. Yeah. Okay. I think that well, that's it. I thought we uh, would
3: share three. We're not gonna each go through three old fashions. We can make halves. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll go through There you old. go. Three <laughs> <laughs> old fashions is doable, depending on how long you got. Yeah, <laughs> hour right. and a half. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I've done it. <laughs>
0: Get, each of
3: these are so they're so unique and so yeah. good um i agree with you everybody has to have all three bottles yeah
0: we gotta try them all. <laughs> uh, for sure and and yeah we i've something i've started saying more often is that we're not we're not whiskey critics we're whiskey enthusiasts <laughs> um but these yeah these, uh, are, good. these are very good mm-hmm i and i know a lot of people are like well maybe they're just saying that because they have the distiller on but no these mm-hmm. these are very enjoyable i don't i i i i wouldn't want you to lie to me <laughs> never, right yeah and yeah. I, would, I wouldn't want to lie no. um but yeah these these definitely stand out they're unique they're very good uh your favorite soul of the rye
3: <sighs> yes yeah yes it is it is um i just have to smell i barely have any left in this glass.
0: bourbon for me but the
3: rye smells so delicious <laughs>
0: and then we'll see um, with the old fashions which ones we we like best the, the fashion,
3: the whiskey just the american whiskey is really easy to drink yeah. for me and then the bourbon is it, it grew on me like the more sips it became really sweet to me i don't yeah. know but rye is my favorite of the three what's
0: what's the american whiskey uh or yeah the american whiskey finished in zinfandel, zinfandel.
1: zinfandel. Okay. that's correct mm-hmm. okay
2: yes
0: yeah
1: these they're, are, all,
3: they're all very good i would have good. to say of our collection of whiskeys that we've been acquiring the savage and cook were very unique mm-hmm. for and now we have even more unique it's <laughs> something we it.
0: it's something we've said like um digits is the one savage and cook bottle that we have not acquired yet because mm-hmm. we've not been able to find it however my parents were able to find it over they in nebraska
3: tra- tra- oh
1: in Nebraska. It's, I it's, it's not in, in the same amount of states that Savage and Cook is.
0: Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it was Nebraska. Maybe they were traveling. But anyways, they got it and they gave us a, uh, a sample of it. And as soon as we tried it, there's something that in a good way that stands out about the savage and cook whiskeys there's something that we can say like we taste it and we're like we know this is savage and cook mm-hmm. and i think that's a a really cool thing for a craft distillery the fact that you can drink it and you can be like oh i know that this is them rather than mm-hmm. i'm not sure it could be a handful of distilleries mm-hmm. you know sure you
1: know I, I think that is an expression of the terroir that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. um there are markers there that are unique to us and Mm -hmm. to our conditions and it's been such a joy and delight to be able to work in this kind of format and setting um and have the resources that i do and to to continue to push the boundaries of it and see where those limits are and see the best things we can make out of this we we spoke last time about what makes a head distiller or a master distiller and now i've seen what three to four years does to what we have. And I don't have any firm uh, conclusions yet. Um, I still need to gestate that and um, slowly begin to implement different things, different experiments we can make. Um, But three, four years from now, I'm confident we'll have a really good handle on what we can and can't do and what we can do best to utilize those markers and those things that make us stand out and make us special
0: yeah for sure that's a great segue to our kind of one of our last questions what's next for savage and cook i know you just rebranded so that's been a lot but yes what sure. what's next i'm sure you guys are always looking forward as well
1: you know we uh we're always trying to do little experiments um different wine cask finishes uh, often with single casks um those are something you can find kind of spread throughout the country uh periodically. Mm-hmm. Um no no plans to make an absinthe yet. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 for distribution purposes. So I'll 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 make a note to send you a spritzer uh no. of it soon. Um would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. But uh you know this year the focus is this brand. Um now interfacing with the whiskey world, I imagine you're Familiar with some of the weeded bourbons that uh, have uh, allocation fame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the Pappy Van Winkle's of the world and the derivatives of such. Um, sure. We, we did uh, deliberately rip off the Pappy Van Winkle formula and make a weeded bourbon. Um, oh, nice. In, in, in the same 70 corn, 16 wheat, 14 malted barley uh, mash bill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we used uh, Bloody Butcher red heirloom corn for that with okay. red winter wheat and then barley malted at this specialty Admiral malting facility for us. Um, so I'd like to say that we're using some better starting ingredients. Um, <laughs> so we probably won't be waiting for it to be 20 years old. I'm thinking closer to five years old. Sure. Um, it's about four years old now. Okay. So. Uh, I would imagine that it will have a similar uh, birch label finish. Um, mm-hmm. Not my department. <laughs> uh, n- n- not a thing we've advertised explicitly, but uh, mm-hmm. that's something we certainly have in the pipeline where I don't know when it will come out. I don't know what it will look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are barrels that I dip into. We have different American whiskey, kind of corn whiskey, essentially, uh, with some Howlin' mob corn. Some barrels i'm sitting on and they're not done yet but they're coming along so uh there's always exciting things to look forward to and we're always we're always looking at new things like that to try and start different variations on mashed bill or different grains to use
0: it sounds amazing mm-hmm. i can't wait to try that
3: yeah we'll be we'll be waiting yes. and watching and waiting
0: we'll, we'll we'll have to get together again and i'll have to send yes. you a whole bottle anytime oh. you're always welcome here for sure yes
3: absolutely we always enjoy i should always is our second time having you, but it has been a blast. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. We, I always learn, I learned a lot from you from the first time we had you on in April. And I feel like I learned a lot again.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: it's just a pleasure having you on our show.
1: A, a you guys plethora, are always a to talk
0: to. You. A plethora of spirits knowledge. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I,
1: I didn't go on a thirty-minute absent rant this time. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the, the absent stuff was uh, amazing. Like just the history of it mm-hmm. and everything that you you kind of taught us was was very very cool. Things that I I never even knew. I mean, my only experience. I think I said it on the last pod. Yes, yep, was the w- mix it with water no let's try UV blue I UV mean, blue <laughs> that's
1: right <laughs>
2: that is yeah. uh, it, it is
1: it is to date the worst absinthe mixture I've ever heard anyone talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you you um, you lowered the bar actually, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right? For absinthe um, horror stories. <laughs> yeah, luckily
0: that was not that bad of a night for me. For the guy who was celebrating his twenty first, it did not. It did not end well. Oh, but, I, I have to imagine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we started we started with gold and then went to the absinthe mixed with UV blue. So it was definitely an interesting night. Um, <laughs> I'll say <laughs> yeah. anything else you want to add about Savage and cook or anything you want to add about, uh, what you're up to these days, besides just producing, like you said, 60 barrels of whiskey a
1: week, right? Yeah. Crazy. No, I'm uh, no, I, that's uh, I think that's the, the good updates for now. I'm i uh, I'm actually getting ready to go away for a week. It's probably the longest PTO I've taken for a while, but I'm, uh, I'm headed from here to the airport. <laughs> awesome
3: enjoy your vacation yeah
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) enjoy it Uh, one one last thing i wanted to add last time we talked about dusty's um you talked about how those old bottles are kind of a time capsule of the So you guys to try
1: some that your dad had right
0: yeah yeah we did uh we did crack it open they each one was one of my grandpa's one was from my mom's side one from my dad's one of them definitely had gone bad you could tell granted it was sealed. you could tell it was open and sealed with scotch tape so we kind <laughs> of had a feeling it might not be good anymore um but the other one i can't remember the brand i'll have to get back to you on that, that one but
2: ezra?
0: no the ezra is the one that gone, that, had that gone was, bad. Uh, okay. the other one um really it was very concentrated but it was really good it was definitely uh fun to taste so so yeah
1: um, uh, if you uh, Dusty's always very cool. I, I I I missed you guys when I went to uh, Iowa for the wedding, but uh, I'll catch yeah. you next time I'm in town. Yes, absolutely. absolutely, reach well, out. Yep, let
0: us know. And uh yeah, if you don't have anything else to add, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank thank you, you, guys. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Cheers.
2: Cheers.
1: I'll talk to you soon.
3: Yeah. Hey. Bye bye.
0: All right, Marina. Right, that was a lot of fun talking with Dylan.
3: It sure was. I loved having him back. I'm so excited we got to make that happen.
0: I'm so excited to drink the rest of this whiskey um (laughs) in fact i might i might need to drink it while while we're going through this doing a little editing you know have a little bit of that bourbon that bourbon was so good
3: the rye for me oh my gosh the
0: smell of the rye was amazing i don't know how to i know i already said it while we were talking with him but i i just don't know how to describe the smell it's something that like as soon as i smelled it it just made me feel happy
3: well it tastes how it smells too. no it
0: tastes great don't get me wrong it's, it's just the taste um, is great just like i don't know if i've smelled a whiskey that <laughs> smells that good i know that sounds weird but i don't know if i've had a whiskey that smells mm-hmm. that good it just made me happy just smelling it made me happy
3: oh boy i i'm right there with you Justin.
0: The, the dog just stepped on my foot that that hurt a lot if you're wondering why i just made that face
3: you're still dealing with your foot injury
0: i think it's getting better it, um, i hope so I yeah hope so. that bourbon oh the texture of that bourbon it's, mm-hmm. I mean, the taste is great. It's no, really I highly good, recommend,
3: texture. I already said it, but I highly recommend all three. If you're out and about and you see Savage and cook on the shelves. Yes. I recommend picking up a bottle of each. You can't go wrong when, no matter what you pick, they're all great.
0: I would get their old stuff too. If you see it, because it's going to be gone. You got mm-hmm. one chance to keep getting it, but this new stuff is, um, is, it's, it's superior it is it's better their old stuff was great i liked the old stuff a uh-huh. lot but this is amazing dylan is uh is a pleasure to have he's just a like i said i think i said it on the pod. he's a wealth of knowledge yes um i'm looking definitely.
3: forward to again when they release that weeded bourbon
0: yes getting yes. them
3: back on the show and
0: absolutely
3: meeting up again and having another good time
0: yeah dylan will take you back anytime uh it's always a pleasure to talk with you and um I I'm looking forward to if we can try some of his absinthe too. Oh he is gosh. the absinthe master, <laughs> so yes. that that would be a lot of fun. Do you have anything else you'd like to add?
3: No, this has been fun.
0: It always is. Going once, going twice.
3: Sold. Old
2: fashioned football.